0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Highmark Church Podcast. Our heartbeat is to help people find and follow Jesus. So we pray this message encourages you, strengthens you, and helps you pursue the purpose Jesus has for you. Have you ever had someone in your life that is just the kindest person the greatest person—they're just so good and they're so kind that the, you just—you remember it. It just stands out. It leaves a such a big impression in in you. And I—I I know I've had those people. One of the guys that comes to mind in my life is a guy named uh, by the name of Bill Harala. and Bill was uh, the custodian and maintenance guy at the first church that I ever served at as a pastor. I was the youth pastor at a church in Michigan. Uh, right out of college. So I was, a, I was young and, uh, you know, I was, wasn't even shaven yet. Uh, my hair was still like all brown, not the gray creeping up. This is all church planning right here. Um, and so I just remember Bill, though, he, he just leaves such an impression. Bill was just the sweetest guy. He was the nicest guy. He was always having a good day. He always uh, just treated everyone so well. He said the nicest things. He was so encouraging. He, he uh, even at times, when you feel like he could have been angry at you, he could have been discouraged or upset at you, you put him out a little bit, he was still just the nicest guy. And I remember one time we were doing something with our students and uh, we had one of our students actually put a hole in the drywall of the church building. And so that created a lot of extra work for Bill. And uh, I saw him the next day and I was like, hey, you know, I was really kind of nervous about it. I was apologetic and I was like, Bill, I'm sorry. you know. And he could have been really angry He could have been really frustrated. uh, But he goes, you know what? It's all good. He goes, I just love to see our students uh, engaged in the church, growing in their faith, uh, and he had the best attitude. He could have been upset and angry. I added to his workload. Or the students were, uh, were not respecting the building, but Bill just had the sweetest spirit like that, and he just was like, I just look at it as job security. You know, He knew that like he had needed to fix the, the drywall, and so he just treated us like that all the time. Bill actually eventually became one of my neighbors uh, when we bought a house, our first house, he lived across the street, and uh, I can remember so many times that we were fixing up the house. you know we're just we're just kind of doing our our best to good bones that house, you know, like make it transform it and uh, and make it better and uh, I remember that uh, I remember Bill just coming over all these times and just uh, helping out out of just. Uh, any free time he had and he would just help me or be like, hey, you should do it like this. I kind of would always ask his advice, but he was just the sweetest, sweetest guy and so kind and so good to everyone that he encountered. Uh, and, uh, and so he just left an impression on our life. We love Bill and stayed, stayed in contact with him and a number of years ago he passed away. Uh, but man, what a great guy. And you have people in your life that leave that, lead that type of impression, they leave that type of mark in your life, that you might even, as I'm talking, have someone that came to mind as your bill, the, the someone that came to mind that you're like, yeah, it's that person I work with, it's a coworker, it's a friend, they're just the sweetest, they're thoughtful, they're kind, they're just good people. And I love today that we were singing about how good God is, because that is the source of all goodness and kindness. And uh, today we're gonna look at that because when we leave an impression, it could be uh, someone that we just meet in a moment, but we have the chance to leave an impression on their life. It could be someone that we daily have an interaction with and connection with. And our, uh, we go through our life, we got to realize we are leaving impressions with every person around us. And as we uh, carry that, and as we carry that responsibility uh, to carry kindness to, and goodness to everyone, we have to realize that it doesn't just come from our personality. It doesn't just come from the fact that we're a nice person or a good person or we're easy to get along with. Goodness and kindness comes from God. Our, uh, the our God is a good God. I love that we were singing that today because we need the reminder that he is good. And despite whatever setbacks you're facing, despite whatever struggles you're going through, despite whatever you're facing, there are great things that God has already done in your life and is doing. Sometimes it's hard to see them, but we have a chance to just Focus on the goodness and kindness of God. And uh, I love that we don't have to carry that, that that doesn't come, that's not something I have to muster up day in and day out. But again, I can see the goodness and kindness of my God, and I can carry that to other people around me. You see, we're in a battle here. And throughout the series, we've been talking about the battle that we're in. We're in a battle that's our flesh on one side. That means our natural behavior, the way we just intuitively and instinctively react and respond to things. There's that natural, or what the Bible talks about is our fleshly behavior. And then on the other side, there's our spirit, the God's spirit uh, that is uh, being. Uh, He has a desire and a will for us that we need to pursue and one of the great things about scripture is that we grow to understand as we read what God's doing through us is that he is replacing our fleshly the broken sinful nature that we have with his holy and righteous his righteous spirit and so we can proclaim with boldness. That God is doing that work inside of us. And the verse that we've come back to throughout this series, and it's our theme verse, is Galatians 5, 22 through 25. And so I want to read it today. And you might be familiar with it because it talks about something as the fruit of the Spirit. And it says this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. You see those two there? Kindness and goodness. They're right by side. That's what we're talking about today. Faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit now, let us keep in step With God's Spirit. So there it is, right there. It's laid out for us that we uh, have this separation between God's Spirit and our flesh, and we are laying down our natural desires, our natural responses, and we're trading those things for the responses that God has for us. His Holy Spirit is guiding us and helping us in that. And so God's Holy Spirit is prompting us and He's empowering us and giving the the power that we need to live a life worthy of the salvation that God has. Has given us so when Jesus we accept Jesus into our heart then that's the beginning point that then God is saying listen my spirit is going to indwell in you that I'm gonna speak to you I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, grow you and we're gonna be on a journey and I'm gonna replace those fleshly things with my holy things and uh, I love that and that's not our strength but it's the it's the fruit of the spirit coming out so what happens is the fruit of the spirit that's talked about here in Galatians chapter 5 is actually actually uh, is actually what comes, uh, is what comes out of the inward work that God is doing inside our hearts and he's renewing our minds and transforming us. And I love that because uh, that's what we can grab hold of. We don't have to do this on our own. And uh, we can proclaim this. I just had a statement that I felt like this is a proclamation, something we can proclaim because there's power in the things that we say over our life. And we sometimes need to reposition our thoughts to focus them and refocus the, uh, ourselves on what God wants. And what we find out and what we see through Galatians 5 and other places is that Our flesh is overcome by God's spirit. And so that's the proclamation that my flesh is overcome by his spirit. Maybe you need to say that to yourself this week. You need to remind yourself uh, when a coworker is is mean or or you have a response that you're like, I don't think that's how God would want me to respond in this situation. Maybe it's just like my flesh is, you know, overcome by his spirit. You know, you almost have to grit and say it through your teeth a little bit. And you kind of have to uh, make your flesh just submit Uh, but that's a powerful statement there because it takes the responsibility off of us that it's God's spirit at work inside of us so our goal is to put ourselves inside of God's spirit on a daily basis put ourselves in tune and in step with God's spirit on it on a daily basis so that we can hear that and when God's spirit is within us kindness is and goodness should be part of the impression that we leave on other people. They should see a goodness and a kindness come out of us. And Jesus often told stories in the, uh, in his, during his ministry in the New Testament, we can read them, and he told what we would call parables. They're stories that illustrated a truth. And there's a truth that he told in Luke chapter 10 of the Good Samaritan and a story he told of a Good Samaritan. I want to read that today and focus in on that as we talk about God's goodness and his kindness. And this is what it says. Uh, follow along with me on the screen. It says that Jesus replied with a story and he said a Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho and he was attacked by bandits. Not a good day right there, okay, when you're getting robbed on the way on your journey. Uh, they stripped him of his clothes. they beat him up and they left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along. But when uh, he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and he passed him by, it says. And then it says a temple assistant walked over and he looked at him. Uh, lying there, and, he, and but he also passed on the other side. Then a despised, I love that it says that, a despised Saraman, a Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put uh, the man on his own donkey, and he took him... Uh, Uh, to an inn where he took care of him and the next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins telling him take care of this man if his bill runs higher than this I will pay you the next time I'm here I love this scripture, and I love this story that Jesus tells. He's illustrating the truth. There's so much packed in here. Today we want to talk about the goodness and kindness that we see in this story. When we see that the Samaritan uh, uh, stopping and taking time, and uh, having compassion on the man that was uh, beaten up, and robbed, and stripped of everything he had, and and others passing by, but the Samaritan focused on him, and I I think this story illustrates the truth that God's Kindness and goodness is for everyone. You see, the nature of God, who God is, is a, he is kind and he is good. Uh, we have to first understand that as a foundation, that he, his kindness and his goodness is for every one of us. It's not just for one person or the other person. In this story, it's pretty significant that Jesus... Uh, is mentioning that he 's mentioning the races and the ethnicity he says that a Jewish man and a Samaritan man were there and there, the reason for that is because there were host, there was hostility between Jews and Samaritans they wouldn 't have got along they wouldn 't have associated they would have actually crossed over to the other side of the road to avoid one another and this story is kind of challenging the cultural norms of that of the day and Jews and Samaritans that who normally wouldn 't be uh, associated they wouldn't care for one another. We see that a Samaritan is caring for this Jewish man, and he sees the need, and uh, his kindness and goodness comes. And God's kindness and goodness is for everyone. And like I said, in verse 33, it's, it actually says that a despised Samaritan. So it wasn't that they just didn't get along, but that the Jews and, and the Samaritans would have despised one another. They they would have just totally kind of had a maybe a, a hatred and an anger towards one another one another. But we see here that the Samaritan uh, has compassion. And he's te- and Jesus is telling this story to illustrate that God's love and, and goodness and his kindness is for everyone. He is the source of all goodness and kindness in our life uh, and in this world. And so the Bible says that God so loved the whole world. It's through the whole world that uh, he, he loved and he sent Jesus so that we could have life. And so every person, regardless of race, regardless of background, regardless of status, that Jesus came and God's could God's goodness and his kindness is available to every person. It's for everyone. It knows no it's no respecters of background or ethnicity or or uh, or race, but that God's kingdom is for every single person. And that we're a church and we'll be a church that remind we're going to be reminded that God is, is no respecters of background or race. That we're always we're always know that we're on mission that That God is uh, bringing us together as a a body, as a church. And we're all going to have different backgrounds, different uh, race backgrounds and ethnicities. And that's great because that's a picture of what the kingdom of God is like. We're not about what this world is saying, that there's lines being drawn. We're about the unity of the kingdom of God and that God loves everyone. He loves every person and his goodness and his kindness is for every single person person. Are you with me this morning? Come on. That is so, it's such a great reminder and a great truth. Yeah, come on. You got, I kind of clapped, so you got fired up. So, But listen, Psalms 145.9 says this. It says, the, the Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. What a great truth. Maybe you think it's not for you, though. Maybe you think, you might be sitting here and be like, yeah, God's goodness and his kindness, that's for other people. That's for people that... Uh, behave better, that have better practices and morals in their life. But let me tell you, listen, God is for everyone. His goodness and kindness is for everyone. We need to grab hold of it. We need to receive it, but it's for everyone, and his, he has compassion on every single person. So even if you're thinking, I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough for it, listen, you can't do anything to be worthy. You can't be do anything to be good enough. God first loved us that he sent Jesus. He made the first step. His goodness was, just the, was the first step that he made towards all of us to have a relationship, to bring us away from our fleshly desires and say, listen, I'm going to put you on a path where you can live in my spirit. And so maybe you think that, but let me tell you, you you don't deserve it, but you have the love and mercy of Jesus Christ that you can stand stand in and you can grab hold of in your life. I love what Romans chapter two, verse four says, because it's a great reminder for us that it says, don't you see how wonderful, kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Uh, Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? Man, what a reminder that God's kindness and goodness has a purpose in our life. God was kind and he's good to us because he is wanting the best for us. He's wanting to set our sights on a new course. And he's wanting our lives to be transformed and our heart to be transformed. So he has the best in mind for us. And so I love that scripture there in Romans because it's asking us questions that are making us evaluate where we're at. They're making us question really kind of, God, are, am I, do I not understand that your goodness and kindness has a purpose to it? So God's goodness and kindness isn't just about feeling us feeling better, but it's an extension of the grace and, and what he wants for us in our life, that all we have to do is grab hold of us. So there's that purpose that's tied to this. And that it's our, uh, our hearts would turn away from sin and be focused on him. Now, growing up when I was a kid, uh, I remember times when we would have guests over uh, over for a holiday or just over for a special dinner. And, uh, you know, the normal in our house, there was a variation of plates that could be used in the house. Is anybody with me growing up? Maybe you had this experience, like when, when you were just kind of like every day, you're on your own, you figure out, like this was the go-to right here. You just kind of have a paper or styrofoam plate that, you know, like, hey, grab a sandwich, figure out. There was times when my mom cooked dinner and it just came out on a, on a paper plate. Like that was the status, but man, uh, on normal days, we would use just a normal piece of uh, a normal piece of uh, uh, place setting and. And uh, plate, but I remember then on the special days, we would have a guest come over, and then it was like the behold, behold the holy grail of all plates would come out, and we would my mom would say, "Hey, she would ask me sometimes, would you help? Would you go to the china cabinet and pull out the plates there and so we had a separate cabinet that wasn 't in the kitchen where we kept all the really, really nice stuff and I thought every time we'd go and we'd pull out a piece of china that uh, we would we would pull it out and, and uh, use it. I thought, man, someone special is coming over. That there was that now there was like an extra special presentation of the meal and it would just make it a little bit fancier and we had different flatware and things like that. And so this is actually a piece of China that, uh, we got when we got married and it still has a tag on it. Jamie and I have never even used this. And, uh, and so that's, that's where China has its place. Maybe I have some memories in the past that have scarred me, but you just have that special guess and, and you think that it's only, you know, um, you only bring it out when it's a certain time and goodness and kindness isn't like that i think sometimes we think about goodness and kindness and we put it in the category of it's like china in our life that we only pull it out for certain people maybe it's someone that can uh, get us ahead or someone at work or a boss or someone that we just feel like we can get something from them and our motive is tied to that we're tied to like oh okay i'm going to be really nice to them and i'm going to pull out the and i'm going to make it present really nice and, and everything but I, I really think that it's not about uh, it, it's not about one setting or one time or one time frame in our life it's about every day us living with that type of presentation because of what god has done in us god's uh, goodness and his kindness is for every single person. And so it's not just the special guest in your life. It's just not the person that's coming over for the dinner or the holiday dinner. And uh, it's for the person, it's for every day. So listen, I'm not expecting you to use China every single day in your life, but if you want to, like, make sure you post it on social media and, 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 and show everyone how awesome you are, that you're just the upper crust of Fishers and Noblesville and you eat on China every day. But You see, uh, God calls us to live with his goodness and kindness to every person all the time. And that's what we have to realize, that it can dwell up within us, that God's kindness is for every person, but it's also limitless. God's kindness and goodness is limitless we can marvel at the goodness of God. I think that's part of what happens in worship. When we take time in God's presence, when we worship together, even as a church, maybe it's on a Sunday here, but maybe it's another time during the week that you're in the car and you flip on worship music. Maybe it's a time in the morning when you say, I'm going to focus in, I'm going to spend time in God's word. You just put on some worship music and you're just jamming. Uh, We have to realize that Part of worship helps us uh, uh, refocus on how good God is and the things that he is doing inside of us. And so God is limitless. His goodness and kindness is limitless. And we can marvel at it. You see, when we step into a relationship with Jesus Christ, we get a taste of the goodness of God. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 3 says this, you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. So what happens is we get a taste. We just get a little taste of the goodness. So maybe you you are on this journey and uh, and God is doing something in your life, and you know that you, you're in right relationship with Jesus, and you know that you've accepted the love and grace that Jesus has, and you've just discovered the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. You've just had a little bit of a sampling or a little bit of a taste, but the rest is there that you're going to step into more. And salvation is just a start. You see, goodness and kindness unfolds throughout the journey with Jesus. There's more to God's goodness and kindness. And so as we're on that journey with me, as we lift up worship to him, we discover more and more and more of God's goodness. And even despite the times that we're going through struggles, there's, we, God will illuminate things that he's done that are good, the things that he has uh, brought us through and the kindness that he has shown to us. And that's why it's so important when we worship that we focus our attention. It's not on the music. It's not on the band. It's not on the lights, but it's on God. It's us refocusing our eyes and our hearts and our minds and putting them on God and reflecting on the goodness in his, that he has brought and the kindness that he showed to us and that then puts us right standing and we can see that his goodness and kindness is limitless and that that he's done it in the past and he's doing it today in your life and he'll do it tomorrow his goodness and kindness will be shown to you all throughout you know a number of years ago I went to uh, I was on a missions trip we were taking students in our youth ministry I was a youth pastor for 10 years and I love the next generation. I love, our, I love our students. I love what God's doing in Highmark Youth. And a little shout out for uh, where our students are. They're serving and involved in our church. Uh, and I love what God's doing. And for 10 years, I, I served students and, and led student ministries. And I, I had the chance to go and take them to Boston, uh, Massachusetts, and we drove to Boston, Massachusetts and worked in the inner city there uh, for a week on a missions trip. And I remember on the way, uh, we planned to just stop and see Niagara Falls. And on the way, we stopped and we got off, we actually rode the boat that goes close to Niagara Falls. It was pretty amazing. And I could not believe how big it was and how many gallons of water are just pouring over that over and over. And if you've ever been to Niagara Falls, you get it. You understand just the magnitude and the power that is there and how um, like amazing and majestic it is. And if you've never been there, maybe you need to put that on your bucket list and go and check it out. Uh, and, because it is an amazing thing and I remember being there and seeing the Niagara Falls and you see that and the first debating initially debating like can I make it over on a barrel or not you know and people hearing stories of people that tried and uh, deciding that I shouldn't ever try that because you will die for sure um, and and so I remember seeing that though and just being wowed by and marveling at what was before me and seeing that that creation before me and and uh, marveling even at how much water was spilling over and continuously over those falls. Uh, And it, it was just so powerful. And I think that same thing is true. It's a great picture of what God's goodness and kindness is in our life, that we can marvel at it. We can look at it and be like, look, it is limitless. Like Just like the water pouring over a waterfall, it just keeps coming and keeps coming and keeps coming, and it's powerful. It has the power in our life, and God's goodness and kindness is that same way. It's limitless, and so we've gotten a taste of it, but listen, we haven't gotten the full uh, taste of God's goodness and kindness and I don't know if we ever will in this earth and in this life but God promises us that we will spend eternity with him that we're going to step into a hope and a purpose and a promise and and uh, and that we will spend eternity in a new heaven a new earth where everything is right where again uh uh, there will be no tears and sadness and brokenness and sin, but everything will be made right in the eyes of God, and, and that will be our, that's a promise and a hope that we can grab hold of. And we've had a taste of what God's goodness is, but you know what? All throughout our life, he's going to continue to reveal his goodness. He's going to reveal new seasons of his goodness and new depths of his goodness and his kindness towards us, and, uh, and it's limitless in our life. And so his kindness our, is too great, Uh, For us to keep to ourselves. The reason God has given us kindness and His goodness, He's shown it to us, is not so that we can just live in this this and bask in this glory of God's but it has a purpose that God says listen it's ours to distribute it's ours to carry to other people ephesians 4 32 says it like this instead be kind to each other tender-hearted forgiving one another just as uh, God through Christ has forgiven you you see so we are kind to one another we're we're uh, we are reflecting the salvation we're reflecting the work of Jesus in our hearts and so how do we carry Carry God's goodness and kindness. I want to just talk a little bit about that as we before we wrap up today. Talk about us carrying the goodness and kindness of God, to people. We have a calling. And you know what? This is what I want to say. God sometimes, we, we think that God is just going to show people uh, his love. He's going to do it miraculously. But I think more often than not, that God uses each and every one of us to show his love and his kindness to other people around us. You know what? Sometimes people need a demonstration before they get a revelation of God. That every person around us has the chance to connect and know God because of what God has done in our own life, in our own hearts. And so we don't just take this and selfishly keep this goodness and kindness to ourselves, but instead because of what God has done in us, because of the way that he has transformed us in the work that he's done in us, then we take that and we are sharing it with other people. That we're here and we're, we have a purpose and a plan to, that God is going to uh, distribute his goodness and kindness and we get to demonstrate it to other people. And then through us, they're going to get a revelation of God's goodness and kindness. I think that's important to get a hold of this morning because that's how God works. That's how he reaches the next one. The one that's far from him. And I think it's important because we see that God works through each and every one of us. He can use you to bring his goodness and kindness to everyone around you. The people you work with, your neighbors, the the boss, the family, the friends that God has put in your life. He wants us all to carry that goodness and kindness, and when we're staying in step with His Holy Spirit, then we are uh, we are uh, living that out. People are getting an impression of us that of goodness and kindness, and the source isn't just our own power and our own strength, but the source comes from God. It comes from what he is doing in us because his goodness and kindness has already been shown to us. So how do we do that? How do we carry God's goodness and kindness each and every day? Let me give you a few practical things that I think have helped me when it comes to saying, okay, God, today I want to live your goodness and kindness. I want to live in it, but I also want to live it out. I want to, I want to give it away. I want to, Uh, connect with people and leave an impression that uh, your goodness and kindness is at work in me and I think that uh, these are a couple things that have just helped me along the way and the first is this, just see people as God sees them See people the way that God sees them. You you know why? Because then you will see their value. It's not the value that you've just given them in your own eyes, but it's the value that God has, uh, That the way that God values them, the way that God sees them. So you your value then rises up, and you see people differently. So I have to remind myself, God, even on the days, some days you wake up and you're like, God, I, I'm not feeling it today or, or I'm struggling today or I'm going through something that I'm focused on, but God, help me to see other people the way that you see them. And then suddenly things change that when you're at a restaurant and you have a server and you, you start to see them as God sees them or you're, you're at the grocery store and you're going through the checkout line and you see them as God sees them. Maybe it's a difficult boss and you, your perspective changes when you see them the way that God sees them and you see the value that God has for them. The second thing is this, is that you have to live with compassion. And we see that in the story of the Good Samaritan, that he had compassion. He he had compassion on them. And I think sometimes we have to... We have to kind of look and see the deeds or what people might be going through. They might be having a bad day. They actually might be a nasty person because of hurt in their life or something that's going on that they're just carrying. And we have to live with a, a, a compassion, an outward compassion in our life. And so uh, I think it's so cool that when we see compassion evident, especially in the New Testament, where we see Jesus a lot of times did some amazing miracles, and there's a line usually in a phrase right before Jesus did a miracle. We see it multiple times in the Gospels that it says that Jesus had compassion on them. And I think, it's a, I think that's remarkable. You see, when we live with compassion, we just set the table for God to do something miraculous in our midst. We set the table for him to use us in a way and suddenly our kindness and goodness that flows through him and we're living with compassion towards other people. We're putting ourselves in their shoes and maybe what they're going through and not knowing and just saying, you know what, I'm gonna live with compassion. I see their value, but I'm, I'm compassionate about what their burden is or what they're carrying or what their hurt is or what they've gone through. And when we live with that type of compassion, then we we create an open door for God to do a miracle through us or in our midst and, and through that relationship right there. I think that's a great reminder for us is that we just have to always kind of put ourselves in their shoes. We have to understand maybe what they're going through. And the third thing is this, and a reminder that I think I need all the time, is just to be willing to swerve. This is what I mean by swerving. It's going out of your way to serve someone going out of your way to serve and we'll just shorten it. We'll just create like a a swerve, right? You're swerving. You're getting out of your normal routine, your schedule, what you have to accomplish or what you get it done just to take a moment to serve someone. And I've seen it over and over in my life when I set myself up and I put myself in God's spirit uh, every single day. When I say, God, I want to put away the flesh and I want to live out your holy spirit and the way i want to stay in step today with your holy spirit then his goodness and kindness gives me the strength and the empowerment that that his goodness and kindness that he's shown through me gives me the chance to show that to other people so that i can be a demonstration of god's goodness to them so that i can show them and then i can help be part of the revelation that god has for their life and i just have to remind myself get out of my own self be willing to swerve and serve someone out of my routine listen to the prompts that god has for them and so uh, maybe god is going to speak to you in a moment you've maybe you've been uh, there's been times when i've been somewhere and god has spoken to me in a moment and just given me a little prompt when i'm in tune with this holy spirit and i've i'm living with kind of compassion towards people and god will give me a little prompt and say hey You should say something to this person. You should break the normal conversation and you should speak this. And God's Holy Spirit, when you're living in step with him, will give you those little prompts and it'll cause you sometimes to step out of that normal routine and you can listen and and go out of your way to serve someone or speak an encouraging word to them. And so God calls us to carry that every single day. His goodness and kindness. He showed, he's shown it to us. He gives it to everyone. And it's limitless. And he uses us to carry his goodness and kindness to the whole world. So that's the responsibility we have. That's the call we have, and we get to carry that. That's exciting. That's like That should change our perspective day in and day out, because you know what? It doesn't depend on me having a good day or how, how much I like that person or the other person. No, it's God's spirit working through me and giving me the strength to be kind and good to everyone around me, and that starts to change our perspective big time. I want to pray in just a moment. We're going to close the service, and before we kind of close and worship and And uh, receive our offering, but I want to take a moment to just understand that uh, and pray over all of us because when we understand God's goodness and kindness and we receive it and we pass it on, we're going to see people coming to Jesus. We're going to see how God uses us to bring people uh, to him. We're gonna start to see miracles in our midst. We're gonna see God do miraculous things. We're gonna see a tremendous unity rise up in our church. We're gonna see God do uh, things through us and we're gonna just start to see how his goodness and kindness uh, flows through us and we can be different as we treat one another. And you know what? We can treat one another in the church like that and we can treat every person we come in contact with like that. God calls us to it, that same love goodness and kindness that he's given to us that we can live that out and we can carry that. And that's when we're going to see him working in our midst. And I want us to be a church that's marked by that. We've talked about love and patience and we've talked about how important that is but i think as a church as highmark church we need to be a church that is flowing with kindness every person we encounter every person that walks through the doors every person that we interact with in our neighborhood or or at work that we are showing god's love and goodness to them his kindness to them we're showing that because that is where we then start to see god work among us we start to see him work through us and that is the joy of being in step with his holy spirit thanks for tuning in today we'd love to have you join us on sundays at highmark go online to highmark.church to get all the details and plan your visit remember god has a high calling for your life so keep pursuing your purpose